The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to Bat Flips and Party Tips, the perfect podcast for baseball and good times in Omaha. Here are your hosts, Andrew Rogers and Anna Bellinghausen. Where we flip bats and tip the party, it's Bat Flips and Party Tips with Anna Bellinghausen. I'm Andrew Rogers. A wild weekend here in Omaha, CWS. First round games. A lot of unexpected outcomes, but before we get there, we'd like to thank our sponsor for today's podcast, Elkhorn Training Camp, one of the nation's best indoor baseball facilities headquartered in the college baseball capital of Omaha, Nebraska, with over 50,000 square feet of training space. Four locations and plans to open a new state-of-the-art 25,000 square foot building this fall. Elkhorn Training Camp has everything your baseball player needs for development. Whether it's team training space, private lessons from former collegiate and pro players, or batting cages featuring HitTrax technology, Elkhorn Training Camp's offerings are unsurpassed for your baseball player. Check out their facility and programs at elkhorntrainingcamp.com in conjunction with Division One Baseball, D1 Baseball. This is Bat Flips and Party Tips, and Anna... Tell me how exciting this weekend was for you. It was so fun to be down on the field after every game, just seeing the reactions of the players because four upsets. How incredible is that, Andrew? That was crazy. I love to see it. I know you're a big upset guy. You're always rooting for the underdog. And I would say I'm I'm a big underdog gal myself. The Omaha shirt. Peep the shirt. Yeah. Peep the shirt. You're a real fan now. I am. You started with the Mississippi State shirt. Sure did. And And they won last year. now you transferred over to Ole Miss. You know, I I talked to some Ole Miss fans yesterday. And because I I was so hoping to find Tim Elko's parents. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, let's just just peep the crowd. Maybe Uh maybe we'll come across them. And I saw somebody with a Tim Elko t-shirt jersey on. And I said, there's no way this isn't his mom, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody's just repping right. Tim Elko. It's normally like the basic shirt. Yeah. Well, it was a fan repping Tim of Elko, course. but He's I still approached and I tried to figure out if this was Tim Elko's family or not. And Distant cousin? I, no, they said third cousin. I'm not buying it. No, I wouldn't either. But it was still incredible to mingle with them and and tell them, hey, last year I rooted for Mississippi State. I know that's kind of, you know, salty territory to talk about right but i'm one for one yeah so if i'm repping Ole miss this year you know what's happening put the bets down put it down right now i'm betting a thousand Anna. <laughs> i am betting a thousand but you said it no upset or no, I'd rather no top seed took home their first game so we have all ranked teams in the losers bracket mm-hmm. which brings up an interesting question which team do you feel has the best chance to get out of the losers bracket Right. Well, I talked about it at our last podcast, Stanford. I think they still have the best shot with the most talent on their team. Yes, they took the game one loss. And I think Arkansas just came out firing on all cylinders. They were just red hot right out of the gate. Stanford couldn't keep up, but they still have the talent. They still have Brock Jones. He still hit a homer in that game. And just the pitching matchup wasn't there for them with Stanford. So I think They'll regroup, figure things out, and I think that's the team with the best opportunity to come out of that loser's bracket. Great outing by Arkansas and Dave Van Horn's team. I mean, just an absolute 
excellent performance with a capital X for oh Connor Noland. Yes. He was wow. unstoppable out there. Catch us live on YouTube at Herd at Sports. That's where we are right now. We are live from Zipline Brewing here talking and breaking down the first weekend of the College World Series. Seen all eight teams, Anna. Are you still confident in your pick to win? You know, who do I even pick? Stanford? Stanford, I believe. Okay. Well, I, I can't Stanford, change. Oklahoma. I'm not going to change it. I, I did say Stanford, Oklahoma. Right now, I would honestly say Oklahoma if I were to go back and pick that again. But I still think Stanford does have an opportunity there. Again, the winner's bracket, that does stink coming out with the game one loss. Like, nobody wants to ever do that. It's when I talk to the guys after the game, uh, after each game, the first thing I would say to them before the interview at all is like, how good did that feel? Just like getting that weight off your shoulders. And the Sooners, I think, were the most giddy about it and most excited. Um, Tanner Treadway, I talked to him and he was just like, it's unbelievable feeling because now now we're just having fun. Like now we don't need to worry about that game one pressure. And they were the first game right out of the right out of the gate. So I think they got the jitters out. Not like they had any. Obviously, they're what like three home runs in the first like four innings of that game. Yeah, they set so many records yeah. in their game. I mean, just breaking that down, I, I wrote them all down because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh. 20 is the most combined run scored in a men's college world series game here at Charles Schwab and obviously before TD Ameritrade. But that's between Oklahoma and Texas A&M. But mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. Uh, Sooners had a seven run inning. Was that the second inning? That they had seven runs? I think so. Second, Because they had, yeah, Jackson I, I believe it was the second inning. They took so many free passes on base, too. Mm-hmm. They took advantage of those. Oklahoma batters were walked 10 times and hit by a pitch three times. I mean, if you're getting on base, that's how you score runs. That's how you right. win ball games. Yeah, and then the grand slam there from the freshman, Jackson Nicholas. How about that? That was... Not to be confused with the golfer, Jack Nicholas. Nope. But he clubbed that ball he all sure the way did. out in the... Like, incredible... It's funny because everyone's like, oh, home runs are so hard to hit at Charles Schwab and TD Ameritrade. No. Guys are not having any issues hitting the ball out of the park. I don't know. Did they change something about the baseball, Andrew, that I don't know about? They, they could be juice. <laughs> they could be juice just for us for us fans. But we did talk about it on the last show. Should we expect a lot right. of home runs? And on average, you know, based on the statistics we got this year, we should here at Charles mm-hmm. Schwab. Now, this field is deeper and plays so much different than every other college park in America. Right. But still, these guys aren't really having trouble getting the ball yeah. over, the, over the fence. You know, I saw a home run last night in the Ole Miss game. It barely went over and it still looked okay off the bat. So, you know, these guys are just clubbing balls, like you said. And, you know, that's that's something that wouldn't be a surprise to me, knowing that we had those statistics. But what would you say, based on this first weekend, is the biggest tournament surprise in your eyes? Honestly, I think it's how Arkansas came out. I think 17 to 2, that score is just speaks volumes and to beat a team like Stanford, a team that I picked to win it all. And a lot of people picked to win it all. The well, statement they, that Arkansas made rank wise should have been the favorite. Correct. They should have been the favorite. I think the way that Arkansas came out, they're obviously just playing with that chip on their shoulder and it's evident in that score. I think they, they were just relentless. Uh, they had this sign in their dugout and the last, it was three words. The last one was let it rip. It was like, just this, it was three words. I'll find it um, after the show. I should tweet it out because they had this picture of it in the dugout. Uh, but the last words of it said, let it rip. And I think that just speaks volumes of what Van Horn uh, is just letting his guys just play play the game because a lot of them are just so excited to be in Omaha. Like Robert Moore, when I talked to him, he could barely get any words out in our interview. He was just smiling and saying how excited he was. And I, like, you're an Omaha kid. Like, 
feel it out, enjoy the experience. I think the teams like maybe a Stanford team that comes in a little bit more serious. They came into Omaha all wearing suits and not like that's a bad thing by any means, but you can just tell that they're a little bit more uniform in everything they do. And maybe Van Horn's letting these guys just have fun, feel it out because you never know when you're ever going to get this opportunity to be in Omaha again. And they felt what it means to not get to Omaha last year. Yeah, and now they're yeah. taking advantage and 17 to two, just so impressive. That's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, they're back for redemption now. Right. So smiling, uh, smiles across every Razorbacks face mm-hmm. isn't uncommon to see. Now, they probably have the biggest fan showing out. I wouldn't say oh. that's my biggest <laughs> surprise because uh, when I was out talking with fans all throughout FanFest here in the opening weekend, it was just so much fun. I love talking to like kids all the way up to mm-hmm. adults that, you know, still love the game. As if they were t- I just love talking. Absolutely. <laughs> but it was just mind blowing to me how hard it was to find a Stanford fan. Yeah. And, you know, I know they have to travel the furthest distance to get here. And I'm not taking a knock on that fan base Mm -hmm. by any means. But just by seeing how every fan base has shown up, the fact that I couldn't find, like, one Stanford fan to talk to, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so difficult. Well, in the stadium, you you can feel it as as a player. I mean, you hear the woo pig suey chant if you're an Arkansas player. And you're like, oh, we're at Bomb Walker, right? It feels a little bit more at home. Ole Miss, the hottie toddy chant as well. You can see those teams that came out and supported their squads. And I think that definitely helps because it brings some familiarity to just what the game is about. Right. And with what happened to Stanford last year, that's what shocked me so much. Because right. they went deep in the tournament. They got snubbed, right? Mm-hmm. Now they come back. I think their lineup is even stronger mm-hmm. than they were last year. And I still couldn't find a Cardinal in sight. Yeah, I really could. Other than St. Louis Cardinals jerseys. I don't know if that was <laughs> Stanford fans incognito. Right. But outside of, you know, maybe a few Stanford hats, I mm-hmm. did not see many. So to me, because I've been around FanFest more than I've been around the actual game so far, because we've had you inside, me outside. That is my biggest surprise, seeing with how sure. well the yeah. fan bases have shown up here. Seeing only 14 jello shots go up on the board at Rocco's Oof. for Stanford was underwhelming. Stanford fans should take that personally, and they need to get over to Rocco's later on. And They should. They should absolutely, because Stanford is still alive. That's right. the best part about being down at the CWS. You have double elimination to keep yourself alive. Texas A&M and Texas getting ready to start in less than 50 minutes so get to downtown take some jello shots get back in it fan wise get back in it team wise it'll be a big thing now it was insane the amount of jello shots that went down into people's bodies in two days in two days so the two leading fan bases arkansas and ole miss Arkansas traveled very well. They only had to travel about six hours to get here. Ole Miss, I was talking to a fan yesterday. I believe he traveled about 10 hours. So pretty easy drives for these guys. Mm -hmm. But the amount of jello shots that they took, I mean, they should have been passed out before that Ole Miss and Arkansas game started. There should have been no fans there. There there should have been. They should have their hotels. Everybody should have been taking a nap because Arkansas squashed. 2,470 jello shots. That's 51 shots an hour over over the weekend. That's almost one shot a minute. That's yeah. over $11,000 in jello shots. That's one team. Right. And then Ole Miss comes back with, oh, yeah, you, you can put up, you know, 2,400. Well, we're going to be right on your tail. We're only about 300 less. We put down twenty or 2,100 
and 21 jello shots. That is 41 shots an hour, over $9,500 worth of jello shots. Were they all taken? That's what we want to know. Or did you just buy them just to get up in the ranks and then hand them out to random people? Like, were Arkansas fans really putting away no almost $2,500 or $2,500 jello shots in two days? Well, it's funny because Rocco's was tweeting out, like, we're so slammed. Like, we can't even tweet out what the update is. But this is from this an is hour the most ago. recent update. This is the most recent update from this morning because they couldn't even update it last night because so many fans were buying shots from them. They, they were handing them out. Tell everybody. What, so, what's everybody at now? So the update for Arkansas, 2,558. Ole Miss. Today hasn't started yet. No. I know people are down here having a good time, but the games haven't <laughs> even started. You fans are insane. Their update, update says, everyone is starting a little early today, dot, dot, dot. Wonder they why started early. <laughs> they were probably hammering jello shots to get prepared for this moment on the drive. And then Ole Miss, 2,394. And then Stanford. The lowest, 66. Sad. It is 66 it is sad, sad shots. Now, they are at, Arkansas is at $11,511 worth of jello shots right now. Wow, yeah, four fifty each. Twenty-five fifty eight. Two Ole Miss on the tail, 2394. Yeah, they're getting up there. I think it's it's going to be a battle of Ole Miss and Arkansas. There should be like a consolation baseball game or like maybe a t-ball game between these teams at the end. And maybe they can like put together guys from their fan base and just maybe even a softball game. Right. Absolutely. And they should just battle it out if they're too close. Now, if you break down these rankings in order, it goes Arkansas, Ole Miss, then Notre Dame, then yep. Oklahoma, Stanford, Texas A&M, Texas, and Auburn. You guys are already on the brink of elimination. You do not want to be eliminated from the Jello Shot Challenge, too. Right. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Fork over 450. Beers inside are over ten dollars, or at least the ones that I got were over ten dollars. Yeah, they're they're expensive. Get some Jello shots and just vibe at the game. Exactly. Pack the house. It is cool seeing the Jello shot challenge over at Rocco's. It's, it's we will awesome. be there on the twenty fifth at four p.m. to break down the College World Series. So make sure to meet us there. We will also update you we'll on the you Jello, Jello shots. shots and too. You know, yeah, who cares? You know, we'll get you some. Yeah, Anna said she's buying for everybody. Yeah, no, that's just I, what I, think I heard. I might just have my own category that says my name on it and I'm going to compete with the other teams. I don't think I bet I'd, you'd be beat at, Stanford. I'd probably be at like 5,000 by now, at least. I don't know about that, but I think you could put away Stanford. <laughs> now a yeah, uh, sure. quick recap before we get into a fun game that we want to play here, a sports trivia, a random fan battling me at the table for some hail varsity club Oof. t-shirts. It's going to be tough. Go to hail varsity club too. If you don't want to be downtown in Omaha around the big crowds last night, it was bumping and fan fest so instead where did i go hail varsity club and that's cheaper where beers. you need to be <laughs> cheaper beers and and more sports to watch on tv yep. than just college baseball but hey they have every college baseball game on tv go to hail varsity club catch all the action there quick recap like i said we talked about oklahoma and texas a&m a little bit um again most combined runs in a college world series game nathan detmer got beat up again that was yeah. rough to see after what Stephen Shock instilled in me after I, I know. his, his postseason yeah. outings. Then we had Notre Dame continuing the impossible. I mean, what a pitching matchup that was. But John Michael Bertrand came away five and one, five and one third innings, three earned runs on six hits, including four strikeouts, only 96 pitches. Um, they held Texas to no extra base hits. Uh, Finley combined with, with, a, with another guy. Um, for three and two thirds, other guy, Rayo, Alex Rayo, was that who it was? Um, 
I think it was. Um, Doesn't matter. You know what? That bullpen for the Irish (laughs) came in and did some work. And Finley, the guy who I wanted to touch on, um, has only given up one earned run in the NCAA tournament so far this year. Jared Miller got the scoring started with a home run in the first. Here's an important stat to remember about Notre Dame down the stretch. They are 14-0 when leading after the first inning this season. They are 17-1 when scoring in the first inning and 34-4 just overall when scoring first in the game. So the Irish have a statistics to back them up striking first and they improved to seven and three against top 10 ranked teams this season. Arkansas absolutely spanked Stanford 17 runs on 21 hits largest win by an SEC team at the CWS first team since nine or 88 to win by at least 15 runs. And of course the most hits here at Chuck field, Arkansas's most runs and hits in a CWS game as well. We spoke on Connor Noland and then Ole Miss. Well, they were feeling it. Dylan DeLucia, what a guy. What a game that was. He had a perfect Incredible. game, four and two thirds, yeah. and then he just kept riding. Inning. You know, that's, Incredible. that's something that, you know, I want to touch on with Noland and I want to touch on with DeLucia here because mm-hmm. Noland. And Delucia will probably see each other at some point. For sure. Not on Monday. Right. Uh, but they may see each other a little later bit later on. Yeah. on. Um, depends on how the bracket goes, of course. Mm-hmm. But 79 pitches is all it took Connor Nolan to get through seven and two-thirds innings. Yeah. 114 pitches, 115 for the Ole Miss Dylan Delucia. Now, that's not taking away, like, you know, 79 pitches. More effective. Like, right. I'm not saying that by any means. But these are two guys that are effective and can go deep into ball games and that's going to help both of these teams right and it helps the bats so much because it just puts so much less pressure on those guys that get hits yeah they're great at what they do in the box but having a pitcher just throw up those numbers and maybe you only have to play one or two over the course of three or four innings because your guy on the mound is just lights out three up three down every single time getting in and out it's hot out there as well so it it definitely helps just the teams overall so Again, pitching and defense wins ball games. The Rebels have now won six straight NCAA games and have outscored their opponents 51 to 12. Yeah. Do you hear me right? 51 to 12, Anna. Say it again. One more time. 51 to 12. Ole Miss has only allowed one run in 27 innings of baseball. And of course, they put together 24 innings of scoreless action over the last three days. And give Joseph Gonzalez credit from. Uh, Auburn. He pitched he, well. Yeah, he pitched well. You don't want to take away the fact that was the closest game that we saw here, right. even though every game has been separated by four or more runs. Yep. But he only allowed four earned runs through his outing. Give the bullpens credit for, for o- sure. only having to go through one guy late in that game. That has to be frustrating for Auburn because they didn't necessarily play a bad game by any means. Dylan Delusia was just lights out. No, he just he just knew where to put the ball and yeah, uh, Auburn just couldn't in. He, they just couldn't rally hits at the right time. And yeah. off the bat, Ole Miss got it started. Two runs in the first inning. So and bad then for Sonny D. Yeah, Sonny D. We were talking about him, too. That guy is, ah, was it his walk to strikeout ratio is absolutely insane. Oh, he gets walked all the time. Yes. Like, and I think his, like. He doesn't swing. I think he only had, like, 28 strikeouts to, like, 68 walks. It was insane, the ratio out there. And then I looked at my boy, Tim Elko, and that one wasn't great. Yeah. He strikes out a lot more than he walks. And yesterday, the breaking ball got the better of Tim Elko. But he did get a single, and he Mm -hmm. did score a run. Yeah, the first at bat. Omaha. Yep. Omaha. Now, let's transition. Let's play a game. I'm going to scoot over. We're going to bring in a special guest. 
as he comes into the frame here. I will introduce him on the podcast as well. This is Scott Manziera, product of St. Louis, former sports radio host, former collegiate broadcaster of mine Ooh, as well go. scotty welcome to the show how are you guys doing today thanks for having me on i'm excited to play hey happy father's day to you and happy father's day to everybody else out there you ready to play this game we're oh, gonna do a little ready. sports trivia anna break it down so we we've got sports trivia we are gonna put up the blinders here yeah, so i can't see look, her I'm laptop turn my brightness down jeez andrew i'm not a cheater <laughs> we'll start with some baseball trivia and it'll get a little bit harder because we're gonna branch out into some other sports I know you guys are baseball guys, so we'll start with there. It's probably going to be a little bit easier for you guys, but we'll move on to maybe some tougher questions. Don't don't let the fans think something that will not happen on this we'll, show. We'll go yeah. through 10 questions. Um, I'll keep score. Scott, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm Playing ready. I'm not really good Hale at trivia. Varsity Club t-shirt. Exclusive Hill Varsity Club t-shirt. Can't get this at any point. You can't. And come to Zipline Brewing because we have extras. So if you want one, come get one. All right. So... I'll ask the question. Thank goodness, because if I asked it, I'd know the answer. And the, Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> and then we'll just go back. So we won't, like, you don't have to buzz in or anything. No. Okay. We'll just go back. Alternate, right? Yep. Okay, perfect. Sounds good. So I'll Ladies give you, first. I'll give, yeah, I'll give you each different questions, or do you want to do the same one? Uh, different ones, different right? Questions, yeah, so different questions. Alternate. Okay, yeah. yep. Okay. What you is can the, tell we planned this. <laughs> <laughs> what is the oldest active ballpark in MLB, Scott? Ooh. I can give you multiple choice. I think that's... Yeah, let's do multiple choice. All right. A, Wrigley Field. B, Fenway Park. <laughs> C, Dodger Stadium. D, Angel Stadium. Wow, the first two were the ones that I had in my head. Right. And yeah. of course, they're both in the multiple choice. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and guess it's Fenway Park. That's correct. Man! One point for Scott. That's what I would have said. Why couldn't that be my question? <laughs> All, All right. right. I'm ready. I'm ready. Loosen up, Andrew. Andrew. I feel like I'm panicking before anything happens and only a t-shirt's on the line. You're going down. Sweaty palms. I'm All right, ready. ready? What can be found inside of a baseball? A, cork, wool, and yarn. B, rubber, wool, and thread. C, cork, cotton, and thread. D, rubber, cotton, and yarn. <laughs> I just threw a lot at you. Holy cow. This is like a science project. Okay. Give me the answer choices one more time. Slow it down for me. A, okay. cork, wool, and yarn. B, okay. rubber, wool, and thread. C, cork, cotton, and thread. D, rubber, cotton, yarn. Is there, is there cotton? Is there cotton? I don't know. I'm going to go with B. Wrong. Darn it! It's cork, wool, and yarn. Cork, wool. So there is wool in it. Who takes a part of baseball? I, I've taken a part of baseball before. I've never hit a Scott baseball does. hard enough yeah. to know what's inside of it. All right. Next question. Dang it. You can review the score if you want, just to let everybody know that uh, I'm in the lead. Scott's also got one. Andrew, uh, you got zero. Hey, guess what? I'm in the loser's bracket, but I'll come out <laughs> on top. Yeah, we'll see. All right. What three teams, Scott, did Babe Ruth play for? Boston Red Sox, New York Yankees, Boston Braves. That's A. B, Boston Red Sox, New York Yankees, Chicago I know you guys like St. Louis Cardinals, <laughs> New York Yankees. Well, he knows that's not right. Chicago Cubs, <laughs> D, New York Yankees, Boston Red Sox, Houston Astros. Why not? Oh my goodness. Oh man, this is tough. Uh, yeah, I feel sure. like I got a 50-50 shot here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with A. That's correct. Unbelievable. Scott's a guess. I can't just like I'm, throw him under the bus. Give him hard man. questions. I appreciate that, Anna. You're doing a great <laughs> job. Anna, you know we're gonna have to revisit. <laughs> All right. Question for you, Andrew. This is the last baseball one. What country contributes the most players to the MLB? 
besides the United States? A, Venezuela, B, Dominican Republic, C, Costa Rica, or D, Cuba? I am going to say, repeat the question, please. <laughs> what country contributes the most players to the MLB okay, got it. Yep. besides U.S.? Mm-hmm. Got that, yeah. A, Venezuela, B, Dominican Republic, C, Costa Rica, D, Cuba. <sighs> Shoot. Between the Dominican and Cuba, so I hope one of those are right. Um... Let's go with the Dominican. That's correct. Let's go, baby. Hey, I'm glad you got one. Scott, two. You hear, look at all these Andrew fans here. One. Yes, thank you. Yeah, Zipline, not from Zipline. Yes. Everybody down. No, please calm down. <laughs> Packed house here. It is. Packed house. All right. Scott, we're going we're going over to football. You know what that is? Okay, yeah, I'm ready. Foosball. No, this is American football. This is American okay. football. Foosball is for the devil. All right, Scott. What franchise team is the oldest in professional football history? A, Green Bay Packers, B, Arizona Cardinals, C, Patriots, D, the Bears. Ooh. What was the first option again? Packers. Okay. Cardinals, uh, Patriots, Bears. I've guessed uh, A in the last two questions. It's kind of done pretty good for me. So uh, I'm just going to stay with that trend. I'm going to go with the Packers. That's wrong. Ah, wow. Arizona Cardinals. I'm kind of surprised. I would think because the Packers won the first Super Bowl. Yeah, that's, so, that's who I would have said. And yeah, Arizona was in too. St. Louis and stuff, too. So I was like, oh, their franchise hasn't been around that long. Right. Because they were the St. Louis Cardinals, right? And they became the sure Arizona were. Cardinals. Bummer. Did, Bummer. Did those flip-flop at all? I got to know my, like, Cardinals history. <laughs> Big Cardinals, guys. All right, Andrew. That's where I get it back. All right. Which player holds the longest NFL record for the longest interception return? A, James Harrison. B, Minka Fitzpatrick. C, Ed Reed. D, Lorenzo Lynch. I think it's Ed Reed. That's correct. Let's go. I was going to guess James Harrison. That's that Super James Bowl with Harrison's the Arizona Cardinals. One. That's a, that's a good one too. I think it was Ed, was Ed Reed with the Ravens when that happened. Yeah, isn't that the only team he played for? I'm Maybe. Sure it was the only team he well, then he for. was with the Ravens yeah. when it happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Scott, Andrew, you guys are tied up two to two right now. Only both missing one. So let's go to some soccer questions. <laughs> Not the American like football, but the, uh, the other one, soccer. I'm in trouble. <laughs> I was Honestly, say, me too. This isn't Scotty's forte, okay. and I don't even know if it's mine. That's all right. I'm in. I'm in. All right, Scotty. Which country has appeared in three World Cup finals but has never won? A, England. B, Spain. C, Netherlands. D, Uruguay. It's either A or D. Um, what was the first one again? England? England, Spain, Netherlands, Uruguay. So they have appeared in three and never won. I never feel like won. England's probably won, so I'm going to say uh, Uruguay. Incorrect. I believe it. Don't say it. Don't say it yet. What, what was C? It wasn't Netherlands. Was C? Netherlands. Netherlands. Is that right? That's correct. What? Yeah. yeah. I, I thought Netherlands won. No. I remember when Do I was I a kid watching those orange jerseys. Man. Maybe I'm like, those end. are so cool. They are still so cool. Like, those orange jerseys, baby blue, like, those unique colors are the so much blue. fun to see. The baby blue. Peep Omaha one more time. I'm ready. All right. This is where I, I know, take it I back. I honestly don't know this one at all. Good. Um, <laughs> That's helpful. I know every other. You're I know done. every other one, but not this one. Who is the current commissioner of MLS? A. Roger Goodell. Yeah, I know so, that. I don't think that's him. <laughs> Could B, be Don Garber. C. Paul Taggy. D. Pete Rozelle. I know this one. No, you don't. Yeah, I do. 
I probably should, though. You should. Okay, give me a B, C, and D again. Don Garber, okay. Paul Taggy, Pete Roselle. I've heard the name Don Garber. I don't know if he's the commissioner of MLS. Well, I'm going to go with Don. That's correct. Yes. Unbelievable. Wow. Unbelievable. <laughs> All right. So Andrew's got three. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Scott, you only got two. Uh, hey, I'll Come get on. it here. We're good. Hey, can you We're say good. the score one more time, please? Uh, Andrew's got three. Scott's got, oh, just two. That's what, what, what happens if you don't give me the multiple choice here and I can get two points if I don't get multiple <laughs> Well, choice? I just get extra credit on your okay. answer. <laughs> I think I'm we'll do two. that at the end. We'll do that at the end. Okay. Okay. All right, Scott. Again, a question that I have no idea the answer to, but good thing I have the computer in front of me. What is the name of the Chicago Fire soccer stadium? <laughs> Come on. Ah, uh, man. This, Give is, multiple this choice. is a great question. A, Dignity Health Sports Park. C, C, B, Alliance Field. C, CenturyLink Field. D, Toyota Park. Okay, so it's the Chicago Fire. Yeah. I know that Toyota... Uh, is also a couple stadiums in Dallas and San Antonio. They're named after CenturyLink was the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Um, and what were the first two options again? Hell's Link Field Dignity or something? Health Sports Park okay. and Alliance Field. I feel like Alliance is an NFL stadium. Um, so I'm just going to go with A. No. Dang it. <laughs> it's Toyota Park. Oh, man. Oh, it's I a popular thought, name. It's I a popular name. I'm sure Toyota Park was not right. I, so I'm with you. I've heard of a lot of Toyota Parks. I would have so gone with the first one, it. too, just because it was the longest name, and that sounds like an MLS. I'm not sure I knew Chicago Sorry, Fire was an MLS team. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> she could have been lying to me, and I would have I believed I played that. I knew they soccer. were a team. I knew they were a team. Yeah, I played backyard soccer a little bit. I, so. I know DC United. <laughs> DC United, yes. All right, we're going to go basketball now. Basketball. So you got three soccer questions. It's all right. Yeah, all right. we're good. No, I got two. I got a football, yeah, two yeah, baseball, oh, and two That's soccer. right. That's right. That's right. I'm all sorry. right, Andrew. What team is the longest winning streak in NBA history? The Bulls, the Lakers, the Warriors, the Suns? Ooh, that's hmm. a good question. That is a good one. That's actually a great fact to know for future that I don't know right now. That's right. Well, you're about to find out. <laughs> okay. Longest winning streak. The Bulls, Bulls Lakers, Warriors, Suns. For some reason, I think it's the Warriors. Is that your final answer? <laughs> I, is that what you want it to be? I don't know. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe second guess. One. Maybe second guess. Okay, so, you it. so Curry probably had a good one. Obviously, Jordan, then the Lakers. I mean, the Lakers are just always good. Longest winning streak. Kobe, 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 Kobe. We should have put a timer I'm gonna on go. With, I'm going to go with the Warriors. Incorrect. Yes. Los Angeles Lakers. Come on. I was was all over it. All right. Scotty, what team won the first NBA game? Oh, gosh. Celtics, Warriors, 76ers, or the Knicks? Celtics. Incorrect. Oh, my gosh. It's the Knicks, yeah. Well, the Celtics won like 18 championships in the first like 20 seasons. Is this a lock? Did I I win? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're up on it. Give me the last question and then give Scott one more. And if he gets it without multiple choice, he'll win. But give right. me one more. Let me let me try okay. to get a two two question buffer here. <laughs> okay, I'll give you a really hard one then. Uh oh, that's what I like to hear. Who scored the first three point basket in NBA history? Wilt Chamberlain. No, <laughs> the line wasn't around. <laughs> the line wasn't around. No, give me the answer choices. A. Chris Ford. B. Howard Porter. C. Rick Roby. D. M. L. Carr. You've heard of all of those guys. It's gotta so be M. L. Carr. Got to be M. L. 
Is that your final yep. answer? Scott. That's wrong. Yes. Chris yes. Ford. Chris Ford. Chris Ford. You I drove a Ford here. Who do you play for? <laughs> Chris. I have no Supersonics, idea. right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who did he play for? Do we know? I don't know. I don't know. We can look it up. Chris Ford. That's Doug. Again, could we could be Chris Ford. Andrew, okay, Andrew, you can get a point if you. If I guess the team, guess yeah. The team. Oh goodness. No. The St. Louis Hawks. <laughs> it's definitely not them. <laughs> no. Pretty sure they were it. in the ABA. Is he a Celtic? Hold on. You can probably have a good chance okay, well, of guessing first... if it was like a Nick, a Celtic. <laughs> right. It was actually the Milwaukee Bucks. Wow, Bucks and Six. I love it. <laughs> Bucks, Pistons, and then he was an assistant coach with the Celtics. And then he was the interim coach with the 76ers. Okay. So he had all those look teams at, and you look still at Chris didn't Ford. Get it. He's got a great mustache too, like Tim Elko. Actually, I think I was looking at the wrong Chris Ford because this says 2004 and he was born in 1949. I feel like he has to be older than that, right? Or no? Maybe. I mean, no. the three-point three line right. wasn't around. 70, he's 73. He's 73. That makes sense. Okay, that makes sense. All right, whatever. He was in I'm the 72 draft. <laughs> All right, here's Scott's game-winning question. Who knew when you turned If you can't two- get it right, you know what? Give him the answer choices. I kind of want to give away a T-shirt today. All right, I like this question. All right. How many points did LeBron James score in his very first NBA game? <sighs> you a LeBron nut? Now, I'm, I am a huge LeBron fan. Okay. Um, I just wish I knew uh, his first game. I think I was probably like 10 years old. So we're not giving him the answer um, question choices? I'm going to guess. Okay, I'm yeah. just give gonna, him a guess. I'm going to shoot, shoot from the hip. Give him like a range. Yeah, give him Can a range. Can we say like over 20, under 40? Yeah. It's under 40 for sure. It's under It's under 40. Okay. Under 40. I'm going to guess uh, 32. 32. No. Okay, so that's not right. All right. Give me some answer choices. The second guess. Here you go. All right. Answer choices. 18, 25, 31, 38. Let's go with 25. That's correct. Yes. No way. You're done. Wow. (laughs) Ridiculous. Andrew, why are you so nice? You just enjoy the fans, man. You like interacting with the fans. I do like the fans. Grace and I are going to talk to some more fans uh, throughout the tournament, so that'll be fun. You know Oddly enough, I scored 25 points in a high school game one time. So does that mean I'm practically? I think LeBron I scored James? 26 in a YMCA game once. Let's go. Yeah. Well, you're not LeBron James because he scored 25. YMCA MVP. I mean, my middle name's LeBron. Oh, it's Probably nice. had a better chance of being James. I should have went with that. <laughs> yeah, but you decided with Thomas, right? Is that your middle name? <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Scott. Thank you. You're Thank amazing. You, Scott, you're better big than winner. Andrew. That's that, can that we, means can, something. Can we get some claps for Scotty and Zipline Brewing? Come on. Yeah, there they are. Look at all those fans. Scotty, um, I got your t-shirt size right here. Look at this bad boy. Oh, I'm so excited. You'll, find, you. You'll find him at Hale Varsity Club tonight. So come meet Scotty. Come meet me, Anna. Maybe we'll drag her out too after the games. Who Heck knows? Yeah. But uh, we'll be at Hale Varsity Club. So check everything out there. Scotty, thanks for coming out. Thanks for playing. Enjoy the College World Series. We will see you at Charles Schwab. As for everyone out there, remember, we will be on location June 22nd at Slowdown. We'll play a game, Nebraskan or not, or name the Nebraskan. It's one of the two. We'll do both, probably. We'll do both. Okay, It'll be great. Nebraskans. It'll be Nebraska things. You Anna's just putting that one together, yep. so it'll, it'll be a fun game. That will be at 12 p.m. Then, again, I already said it one time here, but I'll say it again. On June 25th, we will be at Rocco's at 4 p.m. Do we have a Jello shot update at all? Ooh, let's check. At CWS Shop Board is where you find those updates at. 
I'll keep going, and then when Anna finds it, we'll give you the update. June 27th, we'll be at Gate 10 at noon, if necessary. June 28th, at Hill Varsity Club at 2 p.m. That's where we will conclude our CWS coverage on Bat Flips and Party Tips. Anna, what we got? Same update from that hour ago. Arkansas, Ole Miss, still neck and neck. Well, how long did it take for them to update last time? So we would have to expect maybe three or four hours to go by before the last we see one was 12 update. hours ago and then this one was just an hour ago so we'll probably see one maybe late tonight or tomorrow morning yeah maybe in between games or maybe we'll, get we'll an have update. to like go over there and just bug the owner and be like hey let us know yeah exactly and he's fans. a great guy so go check out uh his bar again that's rocco's get some jello shots and if yeah. more stanford people come you guys gotta catch up come yeah on. maybe my the flights expectations are, are too high for you guys to be at what what was it like 14 <laughs> Follow us at Herd at Sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Again, on YouTube as well. We're pushing out content left and right. Anna's getting interviews. We had one with Kyler Murray a couple of days ago. I'm out with Grace at FanFest getting some shots with fans. Not literal shots, but video shots with fans. Follow Anna at Annabelle Media on Twitter. Myself at Andrew Rogers TV. Catch us on location. I released the schedule. If you need it again, check us out at Herd at Sports on Twitter. The schedule is there. Thanks for joining us on this edition of Bat Flips and Party Tips.